At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Totally butchering that right now. Mm-hmm. Nice little background music. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to an episode of Bachelors in the City. Welcome that back, guys. Our, we have a, our attempt at Wolf of Wall Street. Well, you, you gave it a little surprise, guys. That was foreshadowing for our episode today. We're talking a little finance in a different way, in a fun way, provocative way, comedic way. Extremely provocative. Extremely provocative. In the words of Will Ferrell, that is provocative. Gets the people going. Give the people what they want. And we are giving you guys just that today with Mr. Mark Moran. He is returning to the podcast to talk about everything Everything. that is going on in his life. And man, is it exciting. Guy is killing it. Got a lot of great information. His life has changed quite a bit, I would say, uh, since the first time, the whole F-Boy Island. Back then, it just recently come out, and now the internet is going crazy for him, and we're going to talk it all out with the man, the myth, the legend. And then, of course, we talked about it the first time. We got some mean tweets with Mr. Moran. We love a good mean tweet. Of course. So uh, let's bring him on in. Mark, Mark, Mark. Mr. Moran is back on the pod, gracing us with his presence. What's going on, man? Not too much. It's uh, great to catch up and see you guys again. It's been too long. It's been a while, man. I mean... Haven't we still haven't met in person? You're right. You're on the yeah. What the, the hell is up with that? I know. What what are we doing? We need to make this happen. I know. We're we're gonna, we are, we're, getting, we're getting too sucked into this whole metaverse type uh, situation. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm living in the metaverse right now, so I'm meeting up with Bennett after this in the metaverse. <laughs> so you guys are welcome to join. Dude, is he? Uh, I was texting with him. He's, I guess he's doing better now. He had the like, kind of outbreak with the yeah, shingles thing. Yeah, 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 shingles. So he's definitely on on the recovery. On his face yeah. too. That's insane. The money maker. It's not good. Not good to get that there. Sheesh. <laughs> crazy, crazy stuff. All right. So last time we had you on, we talked about F Boy Island. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, any thoughts of going back? Maybe who knows? You know. So they're they're gonna uh, start the filming for the second season of F Boy Island. Uh, I think at the end of this month, actually. But it was very interesting the other day. I got a lot of texts from people who uh, received a survey from HBO that was saying, you know, we every now and then propose new show ideas. Would you be interested in the following show? And the title was F Girl Island. And that sounds something that I would like to be one of the three males on F Girl Island and try and see who's a good girl, who's an F girl. <laughs> I, I had heard that too, that there's talks of that kind of show come out, which, you know, would be great. Obviously, you got to do I both sides. I hope you sides. signed up. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if my reality TV days are in the past or not. I don't know. I'm always tempted. Well, speaking on that, I think that would be 10 times harder than the 
original. Oh, yeah. I can't even distinguish in real life, let alone, you know, <laughs> on TV with all the pressures of that. Women are good. Women are good. They are. If they, way better than guys. Way better. They know what they're way doing. Way better. Exactly. Kind of yeah, the we're we're just walking around, like, thinking with, you know, not our brains, so. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, since then, we've been talking, I mean, we haven't talked to you, but a lot's changed. Tell us what's going mm-hmm. on with you today. Yeah, so it was interesting. When I went on your podcast, I was introduced to Red, who's your producer. And so since then, I joined a company called Litquidity, which for those who don't know, it's a financial meme page, has about 1.5 million followers across accounts, uh, as well as a newsletter with 103,000 subscribers. And I came on to be kind of the head of growth and operations and take this meme page and make it into a financial media company. And so since then, uh, we started a podcast that Red is producing called Big Swinging Decks. We had the initial uh, podcast come out last Tuesday. And we're going to be doing that once a week, every Tuesday. So for anyone out there interested in finance, or just hearing uh, an anonymous guy, my, my business partner, Lit, uh, is what he goes by. And he's anonymous. So we mask his voice. It's pretty entertaining. So definitely check that out. But yeah, I've been having a lot of fun since. It's been a very, uh, a very interesting time over the past few months. But uh, it's been awesome. I can't complain at all, guys. Yeah, I follow the page. Really, really funny, man. Really mm-hmm. funny. Are you are you the creator of most of these memes? So it, it's funny. The The page itself was started five years ago. And so Lit was working at the time uh, as a banker. And so he did that. Then he worked in private equity. And at the end of last year, he was making enough money uh, kind of commercializing the page through ads. Uh, and then as well as starting a newsletter that he was able to leave uh, the financial industry and do this full time. So now he's making memes. Uh, he's just recently uh, started uh, to be a scout for Bain Capital Ventures. So we're going to be doing some VC investing as well. Have a lot more plans to bring on some people to start a female-focused podcast that will title Big Swinging Divas, which I think will be uh, very good from a female perspective, talking about working in male-dominated environments. And it, just a lot of big plans for growth that uh, we're going to be announcing over the next few months. That's, That's exciting, man. man. That's awesome. So you, uh, just to remind, remind everyone, so you're, you because you have a, a really good background in the whole financial uh, realm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I worked as an investment banker for about four years prior to going on FBoy Island and kind of took that as an opportunity to see, okay, do I like being on TV? Is this something that, you know, I'd want to do in the future? And for me, I knew that going on a reality show, which I didn't know the name of the show at the time, I only knew it as Untitled Dating Show. I knew that going on it, it kind of put me in the public space, if you will, and that that would force me to kind of make a, a career switch. And I couldn't be happier that I did it. Uh, you know, for for anyone wondering, going on F-Boy Island was one of the best decisions of my life. So I couldn't be more fortunate where I am now. You know, it's funny. I hear, um, I don't, I guess, I don't think it was F-Boy Island. It was, uh, what's the other show that um, they all, uh, the singles show up to the island and like they can't, they can't hook up with each other. Oh, Temptation Island, I think, right? Temptation. It's, or or Too Hot to Handle. Is it that one? Maybe. I, maybe. I had heard. There's so many islands. Yeah, yeah. I had heard. I didn't realize that was a thing. I heard, it's funny you bring that up, that that's a thing that a lot of these networks are doing. They'll, in the contract, they'll have maybe mm-hmm. the show be, whether it's untitled or something completely mm-hmm. different. I think for Too Hot to Handle, it was something completely different. They had no idea yeah, what the yeah. show was going to be. And then in the contract, there's the fine print saying we reserve the right to change the name of the show at any time. Yeah. Yep. And they do that and then they bring everyone in and they have no idea what they're getting themselves into, which obviously is genius on, you know, mm-hmm. production mm-hmm. side. I mean, those, those, as you know, those reality TV contracts are, are 45 pages at least. Just we could 
do a whole episode on those and that, everything that, that they throw to, in there. If we could do that, that'd be freaking <laughs> awesome to get through. Well, awesome, man. So you're, I mean, dude, internet is going crazy for you uh, after, <laughs> after F-Boy Island. What's all that feedback uh, been like? Yeah, it's been it's been interesting because um, I wasn't uh, you know I had probably eight hundred followers on Instagram prior, and you know like like you know I can only imagine what it was like after being the Bachelor and you know the number of followers you get and it's interesting because you put yourself out there in a public light and you know oftentimes I think everyone who does that you have kind of a public facing side and then you also have you know who tr- you truly are on the inside mm-hmm. and so for me I always felt that uh, you know and when you go on a reality show like you're not in control of the edit obviously. And so my approach has always just been, you know, I am who I am. Like I make bad jokes. I kind of shit post on the internet a lot and uh, really love financial memes. So it's like, I've kept that theme constant uh, on all my social media. And it's something that, uh, you know, I think people like, and they like, you know, the vulnerability of stuff that sometimes I offer and really kind of, I see the platform as a way to, I look at it as if I were, you know, 22 to 30, uh, you know, I would want to be following me and kind of looking at the stuff I'm putting out there as, as being helpful. Yeah. Uh, and also funny when it is. Uh, and so that's kind of the approach I take with I, it. I love, I think you, uh, one of the booms I saw with you is it was so spot on. It was something about, yeah, my teacher said I'd never be successful uh, trying to be the <laughs> class clown or making jokes. Look at me now. <laughs> that's, look at you now, man. It's freaking... Exactly. Exactly. Ne- never let your dreams be just your dreams, you know? And also what you touched on, on just being helpful for people. I think I, I follow like your guys' page and whatnot. And the, mm-hmm. the humor and comedy in it is also educational. Mm-hmm. It seems like mm-hmm. it's a fun new way to kind of learn about finances and learn about certain things and whatnot. It exactly. kind of gets you excited to kind of jump in and try some new things. Exactly. And and like the beauty of a meme is it's this medium that communicates so many messages. And so like, I really view it as an art form. And I feel like, you know, decades from now, when people are learning about like, hey, grandpa, what was 2021 like? And you're like, let me show you these (laughs) memes. And there'll be memes and history books and stuff like that. But I mean, it's a hilarious thing to explain to your parents. It's like this year, I mean, the number I pulled on my parents where it's like, hey, I'm going on a reality show that ends up being called F-Boy Island. And it's like, I'm going to go work for a financial meme page. And they're like, what the hell is wrong with our son? But I think they see the vision now. It sounds a little crazy, but it's something we're, we're bringing it to uh, fruition and making it reality. And so they, uh, they're super entertained by everything I'm up to these days. That's awesome, man. Also, like, what do you guys... Um, so for big swinging decks, mm-hmm. are you guys bringing on like special guests that are in finances? Do you guys... I know legally you can't really give tips, but I guess yeah. you could be a little educational on that and just... Yeah, yeah. And basically what our approach is with bringing guests on is we want people who are very interesting, who uh, are able to come on, talk about their business experience, whether they've been uh, in the financial industry or perhaps maybe they're an athlete getting more involved in the markets or investing themselves. Our first guest actually, so this is going to air a week after uh, we have our first guest. So that's going to be Friday Beers. And so those guys are super interesting brothers from Connecticut who are now living in California. One of them was an investment banking analyst at Deutsche Bank. So he basically, they, they kind of created this in their free time. It took off. Uh, they started in 2019. It takes off 2020 during COVID. And now they're doing this full time. They have a whole business model set up in place. And so we're talking to them about their prior experience, what led them to kind of become this great kind of 
voice for the common man and really like they've been described as horoscopes for men. And I think like one of the great things about having a podcast or being a, a public figure as a male is to be able to bring in things that people don't normally talk about, like being vulnerable as a man and talking about vulnerability. And so, you know, it's one of these things, I think there's so many angles to hit and so much good to come from just putting yourself out there, as you guys know, where I think with reality TV, like we oftentimes get a bad rap where it's like, oh, you get off a reality TV show, you're just going to sell, you know, protein powder or spandex. And it's always great to see people like you guys, you know, using the platform to kind of help educate people and to bring a great message to people. So it's awesome. That's incredible, man. So we saw that you recently, you opened up about your own struggles with mental health Mm -hmm. in kind of a really public way, hoping to uh, destigmatize the topic. How did that for you? How did that feel? Uh, What was the response to that? So we, we had a podcast episode on mental health. That was our second episode. And I thought that was something that was really important to do. Uh, especially for me being kind of probably like the most notable like public figure in finance who left, you know, kind of the grind, Mm -hmm. did something crazy uh, and felt that there's a platform for it. But I uh, just through my experiences uh, with a lot of friends who have gone through stuff. And then there's a uh, kind of a a forum called Wall Street Oasis that uh, is like an anonymous, you know, forum like anything. But I had just been reading so many people struggling with mental health. And so I thought, you know, this is something that if I'm able to go talk about it, then hopefully you know, you can start a dialogue that I think, you know, in corporate America, so many people are focused on like the wellness aspect of stuff and like, you know, doing yoga or meditation or whatever. And I just wanted to go out there and say, you know, look, like I went through some tough times and I ended up talking to a therapist and that was the best thing that I could have done at that period in my life. And again, it kind of goes back to what I was saying where it's like, if I was me at 26 and I had listened to that, that would have been very helpful and would probably have, uh, you know, led me to go talk to someone prior. And, you know, recently there are a few suicides in the financial industry that, you know, just very tragic stuff that, you know, if, if not kind of like, if not us, then who's going to talk about it. And so that's, you know, one of the things I think with this platform of liquidity where it's like, yes, we're posting funny memes all the time, mm-hmm. but there's also so much power and good that are, that comes from that. And the feedback's been tremendous. I mean, a lot of people, reached out to me and were like, hey, I've been struggling with the same thing. It was great to hear you publicly talk about this. One one woman uh, messaged me and was like, you know, it brought tears to my eyes, just how vulnerable you guys were being talking about it. So it was something like it was really tough in the beginning to do, but so glad I did it. And like, I think the funniest part too of it is my dad's a military psychologist and my mother was an editor for the American Psychological Association. And like, I always viewed mental health as like, well, I'm not crazy. I'm not going to go to a therapist. Mm-hmm. I mean, anyone probably thinks I'm crazy now, but, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and so it's something that I kind of never really viewed it as, as like the same component to your life as say exercise. And really, you know, it is. So it was something, you know, I feel very fortunate to go have that platform to talk about. And we're definitely going to keep that dialogue going because I think it's very beneficial and helpful to a lot of people. I love that, man. Yeah, you never... And Especially in the finance world, you never, I've never heard anyone talk about mental health whatsoever, but we all know Mm -hmm. uh, the finance world, it's tough, hard Mm -hmm. hours. I mean, it could be very lucrative, yeah, but hard hours, like very Mm -hmm. intense, like on the go. Anyone, I mean, the easiest movie I could think about is, of course, Wolf on Wall Street. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. These guys were struggling with mental health. That's why they went and got fucked up all the time to kind of help... uh, self-prescribe it and code it, mm-hmm. you know, it's so such high intensity. So I think we kind, awesome. of, we kind of touched on that the first time we had you on, but it, it, that there's some accuracy, right? To that kind of movie, yeah, like in the whole absolutely. financial world. 
Absolutely. And I think too, you know, it's a hilarious movie, right? Everyone's seen it. But I think one of the dangers of that is that people look at that and be like, okay, that's what my life is going to be like if I go work on Wall Street. And then you get there, you're working 18 hours a day on Microsoft Excel. It's totally different than what it was in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And, you know, reality starts to hit. And I think just the general culture of, you know, it's a very male-dominated environment. And, you know, not to say this is the kind of uh, the toxic masculinity is everywhere, but it's definitely something that people ascribe to be these types of individuals that they see on movies. And, you know, I think being a public face, you know, it was time to kind of step in and say, look, like, you know, you don't get anywhere in life by acting like that. Like you get places in life by being empathetic, by understanding and by being a good leader. And so mm-hmm. we're really hoping to kind of change the dialogue that way rather than saying, hey, you know, Wolf of Wall Street is how it is. Dude, so tell me, do you... Yeah. I, I take it you're, you're pretty well-versed in the whole uh, NF, NFT space? A little bit, a little bit here and there. I mean, you know, no one really knows exactly what's uh, don't going tell on me these that. days. No <laughs> one really does. Why, like, if you, from your expertise, why can this take off? So I think it's the same way if you look at it like if, you're, if you collect anything, right? There's an intrinsic value and pleasure that you get in collecting something, whether that. it's art, baseball cards, right? Okay. And I think the same thing applies here. But I think it's a little bit more with this idea of like Web 3.0, where it's a very new frontier that we've reached that a lot of people who are our age, they kind of remember back to when the internet was just starting and, you know, all like the fun that people would have to toy around, feel like they're a part of this new venture. And I think a lot of that, is is coming out now. And that's what leads a lot of people to be interested in this, where it's like, no one fully knows, you know, what the market's going to be for these things in the future. But it's one of these things where if you're an early adopter, and you get in, it's like, hey, there could be a lot of money to be made. But also, I think there's a lot of opportunity for fun as well on it. And like, I, there's this whole uh, subset of Twitter called FinTwit, like financial Twitter. Mm-hmm. It is, and it's all these guys, I, mostly guys, some women, but they're all anonymous profiles. So like, you'll go on it and just, it's the craziest shit. Like you'll be seeing someone post about like their shitty boss in real time. Like they're just tweeting while they're on a phone call oh, no way. and it's all anonymous. So it just, it's hysterical, but you do feel like you're part of this community. So I think that's a big aspect of it too. The community aspect. No, I yeah, can that's see what that. I've heard. It's like uh, you're a part of a community. It's like a membership almost if you have a utility. That's what I've been hearing exactly. people yeah, talk about, throw around the whole membership thing. I guess... Exactly. And so it's like for us, we're thinking about launching an NFT collection at Liquidity. And our big thing is like a lot of these NFTs don't have any utility. And we really don't want to create something that, you know, we're just making money off of. We want something that creates a community for us. It kind of further enhances our community. And so what we're thinking of doing is having certain tiers of these NFTs uh, based off of like the relatable characters that we've developed through the page. And uh, they would provide access to things like we're going to throw a few parties in the Hamptons that'll be sure to get you guys invites to. Oh, let's go. But it would be, you know, you get the NFT and by having the NFT, then that gives you access to these certain perks of membership in this club, if you will. So like maybe the NFT will be like a dildo? That you guys have already? I think the Rolex of dildos will definitely be an NFT. And in my opinion, that's probably going to sell pretty quick. So once we offer that, you got to get on that. Oh, man. Oh, man. So how's that? Like, yeah, I would say like you and Liquidity's social media presence is a little provocative. It's a little, and and it's, you know, purposefully designed to be that way. I think- Sex sells, right? Exactly. Right. And it's, it's also just the immaturity of like guys. It's so relatable. Like our following is probably 80% male. And so for like my social media, I went from after F boy Island, I was probably like 70% female following to now I'm like, probably balance that out. 
Yeah. Well, now I'm like 70% male following at least. Wow. And, you know, it's all 22 to 30 year old guys who are in the industry and, you know, they, they come to the page to be entertained. So like sometimes I'll just go off on a troll on Twitter, then post on Instagram and like people love that stuff. Uh, and I think a, a lot of it is, is the best feedback I got from the podcast, which is exactly what I was going for was, uh, this, this woman goes, you know, I've never heard people be, uh, so immature yet talking about such serious concepts. And I think it's this gateway that really helps people to take serious concepts and kind of boil it down in a way that's more understandable and more potent and makes a a greater point to them. You know who talks about this? And it it sticks. Tony Robbins. So he Mm. he talks about a lot of times it has to be an emotional connection for you to grab on and learn. And Mm -hmm. comedy, provocative shit is... A, a great way of learning and connecting besides, you know, the old boring way. And it's like, exactly. you, you fall asleep. It's not interesting, so but true. you talk yeah. about finance, mm-hmm. say dildo, what? Yeah. what finance yeah. dildo put together. Okay. I'm going to remember whatever this was said about finance now, you know, it's exactly. It's almost like exactly. there's like this evolution of education kind of that's, that's going on just with our, you know, where we're at today in the world, mm-hmm. you know, with the whole metaverse kind of thing going on, NFTs, yep. uh, everything on YouTube, you know, the kind of product that you put out and it's, it's so not standard, but it's taking off and people are gravitating towards it. And they're so exactly. entertaining. You know, exactly. And like, when you think about the future of media, like media is totally rapidly changing. And it's like, you see it with publishers, like, you know, you have journalists from the New York Times who are making, you know, call it 80k a year, they leave to go write something for Substack, which is kind of a subscription platform, they're making 800,000. So now you have these rock star journalists that are just out on their own. And I really view it as like a democratization of media is going on. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of that is just from different platforms like liquidity. And, you know, I always say to Lit that like, 10 years from now, we're going to look back on this and this will be a case study taught at UNC School of Journalism or Missouri or Columbia because no one's ever done anything like this. Yeah. And it sounds crazy, but you're right. It is a new medium of education and a way to target people in ways that, you know, they're not used to, but that makes a point is impactful. Absolutely. Where, hey, where did this um, this QR code on the, uh, the privates and other regions of the Wall Street Bowl come from? <laughs> So we, for our newsletter uh, called ExecSum, we uh, have these stickers that have a QR code that you can just scan with your phone and it'll take you to the site to subscribe. So uh, we were filming a few things down on Wall Street and I was like, you know, how funny would it be, uh, and immature would it be to go slap a sticker on the nutsack of the Wall Street bull? So I did just that. We had a little camera crew with us and then uh, hopped up on top of the bull, started doing a little newscast. And it was something that was so well received because I think like I posted it kind of middle of the day on like a Tuesday or Wednesday. And then people are just like, what the actual hell is going on? And it's just so entertaining because then people are shocked by it. Then you watch it and you're like, okay, there's something going on here. I don't know what exactly it is, but I'm intrigued. And that's the whole goal. No, that shock value for sure. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah, I saw that. Would you get into that? Would you get into a little broadcasting or yeah, uh, anchoring yeah. so or whatnot? That, you would? That's uh, that's kind of our plan, basically. We're going to build out our podcast offerings, like I talked about with the female-focused one. Then ultimately, we want to get into actually breaking down the news in a in a fun but engaging way. And I think, you know, there's traditional financial news outlets like CNBC, Fox Business, The Wall Street Journal, obviously. And for us, like, we have a platform that I think we uniquely target Gen Z and millennials Mm -hmm. and in a way that, you know, we have such a unique following that no one else has. And so we have a very, very strong community that they really want, uh, you know, another source of information. So that's definitely in the plans. 
Good, good shit, man. You know, Dustin, we haven't been down to in our whole year here in New York down to Wall Street. At least I haven't. We got to go check it out. I've been yeah, there. We should, we, maybe that's where we should meet up. We should all go down. That should be it. Yeah, I got I to see let's this bowling and take a picture of that QR code. We should, first of all, let's get suited and booted. Mm-hmm. Like we're just going to stock like Wall Street Like we just, yep, let's yep. get Some suited suspenders. and booted. And let's just, uh, let's, yeah, let's, let's take I love it. it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Before we get to the game. Yes. I want to ask, should we get into NFTs? And if we were going to sell our own personal NFTs, Give us an idea. Should we do memes? Should we? What would you say? I don't know. So I would say 100% yes. There's no downside except, you know, the time cost that you spend doing it. But I think too, there would be a great market for hilarious moments for you both that happened on The Bachelor and Bachelorette. I think that's something that, you know, Bachelor Nation would love. You guys could be the first ones to do it. Uh, I can connect you with some developers and everyone running that stuff. But I think that's that's a great way to engage your following base. Uh, What what would we do? So what do you mean? I got a great one for you. What? Champagne gate. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like that's a screenshot. And then, you know, you can cartoonize it. Cartoon, I don't know what the word is, but you make it a cartoon if you want or just keep it as the NFT. It's like lit. Sometimes like a whole gets like, one time he was called a terminally online virgin on the internet. And so we're going to NFT that. And then we're also trademarking it and going to sell merchandise that says terminally online virgin with the TM. And so I think, you know, what better way to deal with anonymous trolls online than to make some money off of them. So there could be I gotta a do big some, opportunity I got to take advantage of some golf Yo, we gotta, we gotta have a meeting, yeah. man. We need to chat. We need to talk a yeah, little bit. Yeah, let's take this offline and we'll chat. That, that, <laughs> but now, but okay, so what What do you like, what would we tie? We're just spitballing here. What do you, what do you tie? Like what kind of membership? That's what you're, you're saying you need to, to do to become successful. Like yeah, what would we do for I, that? I, I mean, I think that could be like, you know, fan meet and greets. Like maybe it's like you rent out a bar one night. And so everyone who has, you know, this NFT that they then can get into this great event and you guys can all have a good time. I feel like, you know, I was on, um, I was on Instagram a few weeks ago after SantaCon and I was looking and I saw some female friends and they're like, last thing we expected was seeing Pilot Pete here. And so, you know, it's like, I think there's still great demand for that. Why not, uh, you know, give the fans what they want? Going to have to explore that space for sure. Thanks for the uh, the tips, man. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Okay. So uh, last time you were here, you mentioned the idea of a mean tweets segment. Now, uh, Dusty and I, we uh, took the liberty. We did it for ourselves a couple uh, couple okay. weeks ago. But if you're willing, we'd love to do a little roast with Mr. Mark Moran. I am absolutely willing. Let's let's do this. Uh-oh. Let's go. All right, guys. We'll be right back. guys welcome back well last time we were on we said we had to have mark back on to go through some of the commentary about you online oh man so emma put together what we are calling the roast of mark moran <laughs> mean aka mean tweets let's get it as long as none of my ex-girlfriends are involved in this i'm fine no promises no promises <laughs> my man and we have to oh, say God. we have to say I mean, we had to cut a lot of that. Like, there's a lot of that we couldn't show on here. 
I found a lot of uh, questionable content whilst going through this. I think it's pretty, like I'm a pretty binary uh, person when it comes, you either love me or hate me. And so some people on the internet do hate me. <laughs> hey, but they're all talking about you. So some exactly. of the people really like you too. And mm-hmm. for ex- that extreme also couldn't be yeah, included yeah. for there, obvious there's no reasons. Photos, <laughs> photos of your face on women's private areas. I mean... <laughs> I don't think Pete's ever had that. You know, he was America's sweetheart. So uh, <laughs> he just went full send. <laughs> oh man, I love it. I'm I'm excited. With that, let's get into the roast of Mark Moran. <laughs> All right. Here's the first one. It is a bit of a self roast, I will say. Oh. It says my ex is engaged with a kid, and I'm waking up with Doritos <laughs> in my bed looking for my jewel. And then Mark retweeted it, saying, "Same, no jewel, but I'm on F Boy Island." <laughs> <laughs> that oh, is man. good. Same, no jewel. F boy island. Dude, I, w- I wish I had like the wittiness uh, of you. you. You just, you're freaking awesome with that. It's a gift. <laughs> thank you. Thank How you. quick? Yeah, are you like really quick with this too? Yeah, like with Twitter, just I'll just think of something. Half the times I misspell words on it, but you know, I just reply immediately if I see it and just, yeah, you're a quick Iron wait man. on Twitter. You're pretty much Iron Man to me. <laughs> Are, are you, have it. you ever done like comedy at all? Like stand up? So I've actually been thinking about getting in and doing a stand up routine. Because you need I, to. Yeah, I have. Um, I have how what like the jokes I'm going to make, and I, it's it's all self deprecating, and I think uh, it would definitely be something people enjoy. Absolutely, no, you have a future <laughs> with that. Absolutely. All right, we're going to move on to the next one. Oh God! Here we go. <laughs> the quote is: "How the fuck does Mark make it past the elimination in that fucking blazer?" Hashtag F Boy Island, and then. Oh it has a photo God. of you in the blazer in question saying, I'm not sure it had the effect that was intended. <laughs> that, the, the blazer, I knew that would be a fucking hilarious. Oh, sorry. I'm not supposed to say that because your viewers don't like that. Uh, it's okay. Dustin. Join the club. I know. Okay. Well, <laughs> I apologize to the listeners, not viewers. But yeah, that was a, uh, a choice that uh, when I brought that, the producer's lie- eyes just lit up and they're like, yes, that is what you'll be wearing in all of the interviews. And, you know, it was 75 bucks at Vineyard Vines. Great investment, honestly. I still have it to this day. I, I, up, I don't baby. know if I could pull that off, but I, I, I would love to get one of those. That's awesome. <laughs> That's got to be like a go-to first date look, right? Like every first date, that's the, the blazer that comes out. Yeah, like if if I was in Palm Beach trying to, you know, date people on their second or third marriage, I think like that would be my look. But, you know, in New York, especially in the winter, I try and stay away from it. Hey, kind of good Hamptons feel. You throw that Hamptons yeah, party, I think yeah. you can pull it out. Yeah, maybe I'll whip that out this summer. That's, that's iconic, man. I, I fully expect many pictures to be sent to our DMs for that. <laughs> All right, here's the next one. Mark up here looking like a heat miser with a Candyman suit on. <laughs> oh. And, and so that's, that's I'll, I'll say this. I've never said this before. But so before I went on the show, my hairdresser, he does like Sarah Jessica Parker's coloring and stuff. So I was like, and I'm the only male whose hair he cuts because he only does coloring for the most part. But I've known him for a long time. So I was like, yo, look, I'm going to go on this show. I know like sometimes when my hair grows out, like it gets a little red, like, you know, can we do a little balayage? So I actually got balayage when I went on. Then I go on Twitter and I see this. I'm like, they're in, they're calling me a, a redhead. It's like I have balayage. You can't do that. So, wait, ball, is that the is that a color balayage? It's like a treatment type thing that like makes it blonder. Oh, okay. it's like an um, it's a different style of ombre where you like yeah. go from like darker to lighter. But yeah, I would say I would say strawberry blonde is what my uh, my natural color is. 
Red, do you agree? Red, are, you, are you the same boat there? That's the, yeah, that's the red, 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 red's our yeah. producer here that uh, is not... Mike is turned off. He's just here for his own enjoyment, apparently. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, am I... The, what the hell is a heat miser? I had, I had to Google you know, that. You're a heat, heat miser, miser, guys? I have no idea guys, what that in is. in the Santa Claus... What? It's like the classic cartoon Christmas movies. Yeah. It's like the heat miser versus the snow miser or like... They're brothers. Freeze, I They're don't brothers, know. yeah. I mean, huh. I give it up to 99 cent honey bun for that one. You guys got to catch up on <laughs> that. Hey, there you go. All right, you guys ready to move on? Let's move do it. On. Here we go. This is a thread with <coughs> someone y'all actually know, Bennett. <laughs> you guys And uh, it's a post that Mark put on his Instagram with the caption, at Bennett Andrew Jordan walked on The Bachelorette so that I could run on F-Boy Island. And then there's a series of comments from the thread on Reddit to include, <laughs> is that not a life-size doll? Are we sure the man on the couch is alive? What are these matching robin egg blue loafers? I don't oh know anything God. about Mark Moran, but it looks like Bennett is being recruited to join a cult. <laughs> and who is the guy he's with, and why do I feel like he leads a cult? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. You kind of look you look fake in that picture. I'm not going to lie. That's, that's hilarious. I've always wanted look, to lead a cult, so that's perfect. Uh, yeah, I'll say one thing. You do kind of look fake. It almost looks like one, like a, almost a, I'm not going to lie. It looks like almost like a porn Photo like wait, something's wait, getting ready to get, casting couch, like casting a couch. casting couch thing. But I will say, <laughs> those shoes are fire, though. I do. I, I where'd like you guys shoes. get those shoes? So, those are from Del Toro, and they are Bennett's uh collection of sage green loafers. And the funny thing, I can say this now, uh, because I'm my own boss and I can do what I want. Uh, so the same company, Del Toro, <laughs> we're doing a partnership with them and creating a liquidity branded shoe, which you know, Louboutin, they have their red bottoms. We're going to have a shoe that has a green bottom, like oh, a dollar shit. bill, and it's oh, all no. kind of built to look like a dollar bill, and it's hilarious. Mr. That Money is, Man. No, I, I freaking love this creativity, Yeah, we're going to do a limited man. run on them, so I'll make sure to get you guys a pair. Oh, oh absolutely. Man. man, turning these mean I don't have much money moolah. in my pockets, but I'll do it, though. Let's Hell let me yeah. get them. That's how you do the it. The disrespect in saying Robin Egg Blue. I know, how dare unbelievable. They? It's like, are your eyes not working? Come on. I mean, I get the Colt comment, I get the life size doll, but Robin Egg Blue, uh uh-uh. uh. Clearly, <laughs> clearly disrespect. green. Unbelievable. I love it. All right. Here we go with the next one. Mark has the vibe of someone who mutters through gritted teeth over an empty glass of cognac. <laughs> Quote, we are not doing this here, Margaret. <laughs> Oh, that's great. That's a good one. That's that's funny. <laughs> We're not doing this here. That's good. All right, we 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 got it. We got to hear it now. Let's hear you say it in in a gritted teeth. Uh, All right. We are not doing this here, Margaret. <laughs> Perfect delivery. Oh my god! Yeah, that'll be Fantastic. me in fifty years. Exceptional. Here we go. This is a uh, one I we discussed at the top of this. It seems like there's a. Chunk of Twitter that loves you, a chunk of Twitter that is convinced that you're gay, and a yeah. chunk of Twitter that thinks that you're a cult leader. So this yeah. one says, I do not buy for a second that this guy, quote, Mark on F Boy Island is heterosexual. Yo. Yeah, yeah I got Come I got, on. I got a lot of comments like that. And look, like, you know, I'm like, I, I have I have no problem admitting that I'm definitely, definitely a metrosexual guy. Like I take pride in how I look. I brought my Dyson blow dryer to the island. And so, you know, no, no shame there, but totally. <laughs> Those things are the good. Company. Those are high quality right? work. Yeah. Yes. It's like I a mean, turbine engine. 
Exactly. It's also very impressive whenever I have someone over, I'm like, yeah, like check the dice and they always love it. <laughs> it's uh, very impressive. Big catch with the ladies, the, oh, the Dyson hair. I, I don't know why it. they say it though. Was it SJ? Was it SJ? Who, who, or CJ? Oh, CJ. CJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, C, I, CJ's in the DM. So, you know, it's, it's oh, fine. All, all is well that ends well. Let's go. Is she still with that guy? No, no, no. Oh, no obviously way. not. No, no way. <laughs> <laughs> it's just reality TV. Yeah, yeah. Been there, done that. So right. I included a slide just again to highlight what we were discussing earlier about how most of the stuff I found was a bit too profane for our audience. And if <laughs> you at any point feel like sharing from maybe big swinging decks, maybe that audience would be a bit more receptive to it. But okay, okay. why do you think there's so much bold-faced thirsting over you on the internet? That's a good question. I don't know. I think I'm, I'm interesting and entertaining to people. It's like you either love me or you hate me. Uh, and uh, I definitely... I, I'm always the first one to laugh at myself. So I can sit there and make a joke about myself. And I think that's appealing to people. But I also, I'm an idiot on Twitter majority of the time. So I think I just give people a lot of good content. I think, you know, you're a very confident guy and you're very witty. Like, don't, and I, I, I see appreciate how people, that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And you're, you're extremely funny as well. So I, I don't, I, I understand why people go crazy for you. And I see why you have the photos we have to censor out. Um, <laughs> well, what is life media? if not to laugh and be laughed at, you know? <laughs> totally. True. No, what, what I was going to say is what's so cool about you is it kind of like what Dustin just said. There's, there's, there's no one like you out there. Like you, I feel like I'm trying to, you know, kind of compare it all. I can't think of anyone really that you, that is just like you with your kind of personality, your kind of space that you're in. You really are kind of like a, you know, branching your own path here, which is awesome. And I appreciate it's, it's obviously working and people are very receptive to it. Yeah. You know, I think like, look, like we're all one of one, right? And so why not be the greatest version of yourself? And like, you know, I know I'm a weird eccentric guy. And so I just embrace that. And I don't really uh, think about, uh, you know, what people will think of me and just do it and have fun. So, and that, that right there is extremely inspiring, you know, for everyone listening to, to, you know, just believe in yourself and, and be you because no one else does it better. Exactly. If not you, then who? Yep. Dang, that's a, a really positive note for the fact that we have now reached the end of the roast. <laughs> I know, I thought this so, was a roast. We're giving him too much love here. Yeah, building up his ego. But I <laughs> guess in the words of Michael Scott, boom, roasted. Amazing, boom. amazing. I love yeah. shit, man. That was a, that, yeah. That was an that easy was roast. That was an yeah. easy roast. You guys, we'll all have to come back on. You can go a little harder next time. Yeah, honestly, I, I agree with you. We could have gone a little harder. Yeah, what we did yeah. to ourselves, this wasn't that bad. But Yeah, this was a nice warm-up. I appreciate the kind gesture. <laughs> awesome. Of course. It only gets man. worse from here. Uh, let's make this into an NFT right here. I let's, want this. Oh, 100%. 100%. Bam. And with all the commentary for uh, the other show, you've got plenty of haters out there now. So we'll, we'll have to have you on for the roast part too. Oh, 100%. 100%. I love this. Do you guys already have haters on your show? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, our reviews on like Apple and stuff were literally only five stars or, or one, one star. It's it's the funny, like there's literally, there's like probably 120 or so reviews as of now. Yeah. There's no four star. There's no three star. It's just five or one. It's so funny. Oh, yeah. I let's, love that. Let's give it a few months and we should have you read off those comments. Oh, my. Yeah, absolutely. That, yes, that's right. We grabbed some of those for ours. Uh, that's absolutely. Hilarious. Those will be hilarious. <laughs> Are you a M&M? That's You've probably been a nickname with you, right? Your whole life. Mm -hmm. yeah, I could totally yeah. see like an Eminem NFT, like with the candy and like something financial world. Exactly. exactly. So much to work with. So there, it's a world of great possibility in, in NFT space, web 3.0. So looking forward to exploring it with you guys. Absolutely. You got to come out with your own M&Ms, like 
freaking dollar bill full of candies <laughs> or with your face on it. That'd be hilarious. I'm always up for some way to get rich fast. So, <laughs> hey, let's do it. <laughs> All right. Mark, my man, thank you so much for coming on, brother. This is always, it's always a treat. It's always lovely. It's always fucking hilarious. Guys, Guys, it's been a pleasure and a privilege. Thank you. Check out his page. Obviously, check out his podcast. You're going to freaking love it. Uh, you, my friend, are a gift to the world. And uh, thank you <laughs> for, for coming on. Big thank you, guys. swinging decks. Amazing. Amazing. Love that name. Bachelors in the City is hosted by me, Peter Weber. And me, Dustin Kendrick. This podcast is produced by Red Rock Music and powered by Acast. Our producer is Red Yoakum and our associate producer is Emma Martins. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. Send your voice memos to btc at redrockmusic.com. That's btc at redrockmusic.com for your chance to be featured on the show. And of course, follow us on Instagram at Bachelors in the City Podcast. See you next week. Thanks for listening and sign up for our membership program to become a honorary third roommate. Join now for $3 per month and enjoy the episodes ad-free. Click the link in the episode description so you can move in.